Welcome to the Connect with County Leaders podcast, a monthly opportunity to meet and connect with Fairfax County leaders, to learn about the latest county news and information, and hear more on specific Fairfax County programs and services. Now here's your host, Jim Person, with this month's guest. Well, hello there, and welcome to Connect with County Leaders. On this edition, we're joined by Deputy County Executive for Public Safety, Dave Rohr. Deputy County Executive Rohr is responsible for Fairfax County's public safety programs, and he oversees the Police Department, the Fire and Rescue Department, Department of Public Safety Communications, that's the county's 911 center, also the Office of Emergency Management, the Animal Shelter, and the McConnell Public Safety and Transportation Operations Center. He also has a liaison relationship with the Office of the Sheriff, Courts, and the Health Department for emergency management issues and coordinates the activities of these departments, functions, and programs. And Deputy County Executive Roar, thanks for being with us on the Connect podcast. Pleasure to have you here with us. Well, it's a pleasure for me, Jim, so thank you for inviting me. Absolutely glad to have you. And we've we've actually chatted before, I think, on one of the county conversations, and uh, you've been gracious enough to also be on some of our uh, Facebook Live videos from the Emergency Operations Center. So we, we, we go back, if you if you will. So <laughs> We so, spend a lot of time together sometimes, sometimes uh, along in the, with your peers as well. In, in the, the Emergency uh, Operations yes, Center, do. I was going to say, you're there every time I'm there. So <laughs> what what is that like? We're talking, let's, let's talk about, a little bit about emergency management first, and then we'll kind to touch on some police and fire and other stuff, but emergency management, that's kind of been an um, evolving field, or if you will, over the past many years. Well, we're very much so, and don't let me forget, I want to tell a little story about you at some point. I'm always envious. No, no. I'm always envious about your voice. I'll, uh, let, your I'll let you voice. forget that one, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that radio voice, but no, emergency management obviously is very important in Fairfax County, and we have been focused uh, for a very long time, and it has evolved quite a bit. So I can think back, you know, to... Uh, number of years ago since I've been with the county for, I'm in my 39th year now. Oh, wow. But watching it evolve, uh, emergency management uh, from being a small, you know, one or two person office at one time to the more robust operation it is today. But, you know, and more importantly, it's just the whole sense of collaboration that we have. And I'll touch on that perhaps in some other areas too. Mm-hmm. But seeing all the agencies, as you, as you have seen, you know, quite often, and when we activate either a partial or a full activation of the emergency operations under the EOC, uh, it really is amazing to see everyone working together uh, from public safety, public works. You know, sometimes it's, you know, Department of Family Services in there, Volunteer right. Fairfax, Health Department. That list goes on and on. So it really is just a, the collaboration mm-hmm. with, the, with the ultimate mission, everybody working together to protect uh, the community, make sure we're right. getting good information flow to decision makers and making sure that those on the operational side on the field are having have the resources they need. But it mm-hmm. really is a, it's an amazing thing. And I have to give kudos always to public affairs because you play such an important role in pushing out the information to the public. Okay, I'll take it. But a lot, a lot of folks in public affairs that, that work and <laughs> well, get the information Well, I said with your out. peers, and yeah. I hope I, hope yeah. I said that because yeah. you're true. Yeah. Can, I, can I just touch on my little story then right here? Uh, okay? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's related go, to – Go ahead. It's go ahead. related to emergencies. So I, I, I just – I thought about this this morning as I was coming in, and it's your voice. But it goes back – and it's semi-ingest, but really on a, a serious note too. I think back, it was about a month ago, April 19th, I think it was, in the county, we had a, a line of uh, severe weather coming through, and there was mm. concern. We were under a tornado watch, mm, right. actually, at one point. But I got, you know, I'm on all the alerts, and I hope everybody else is as well, and we'll Fair, talk about Fairfax that. Alerts. Fairfax alerts. Yep. And sometime that evening, we had shifted uh, National Weather Service, put us, put us under a tornado warning. 
And I was I was out away from my house, and my f- mobile phone rang, and you know I answered it, and lo and behold, it's uh, your voice coming on, uh, which I always find calming in some ways, but I also knew it was serious. <laughs> right. And you were announcing basically a tornado warning, right? You know, for one of my residents in one of the areas that I was registered for, and uh, I was not home as I said, so I immediately called my house because I had a family member there. Fortunately, we have other devices registered, and mm-hmm. she had received it as well. And it was, at that time, heavy storms, and I pulled up my weather radar on my mobile phone. I was watching that, and it obviously was very severe weather in right. our area. Right. And so I told uh, my family member to just get a book and a flashlight and go down the basement for a little yeah. while. In yeah. case the power went out, she had the flashlight. But uh, long story short, we had we had a tornado touchdown, yeah. uh, actually in Reston. Right. You may recall it was fortunately a, you know, a lower uh, energy tornado. But uh, again, I just want to say thank you because in many ways your voice uh, just <laughs> gave me that warning. But uh, actually the, the tornado did, did some damage in, in a, near yeah. us, but also it passed very close to our house yeah. when National Weather Service tracked it the next day and found the track right. very close to our house. But it's very important for people to be um, registered for emergency alerts. So I just want to kind of highlight that and thank you as well and all who do the alerts. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Fairfax Alerts, you can get your alert uh, via your smartphone, text, even phone calls to the home numbers, different things like that, up to 10 different uh, devices I think you can handle, work locations, office locations you can put in. Uh, FairfaxCounty.gov slash alerts, if you are not signed up for that, we'll take the advantage or take the opportunity right now to uh, tell you to please do so. It's it's free, uh, so fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts. But that's one of those things that um, has evolved over emergency management, that alerting capability and all that type of thing. As you said, emergency management has grown from, you know, just this little office into, well, you know, a, a, an office. I don't mean a, a, an office or department into an office or department. But it's not like people see it in the movies oftentimes. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on, the planning, all those type of things. Talk a little bit about that. Well, the planning is just imperative for us, and uh, you mentioned some of that already behind the scenes. You know, the, the, the title, obviously, of the person, Seamus Mooney, who heads uh, emergency management mm-hmm. is coordinator. I mm-hmm. mean, that's an important term. It's not director. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's coordinator for that's a reason mm-hmm. uh, to also send a message that the position and his staff, his great team, are meant to coordinate activities. So it's all about, obviously, in, in advance, planning with multiple agencies. They're in charge of the county's emergency operations plan. Uh, which is an umbrella overarching plan actually just recently approved or coming up for its four-year approval by the Board of Supervisors. It's required by the Commonwealth of Virginia to be updated and uh, revised as needed and approved by the elected officials every four years. Uh, that, that That's an important plan. It's an overarching plan. And then, as you know, every county agency that has a role in emergency response or emergency management then has to do whatever agency-specific plans they have to make. Mm-hmm. And then the other part, obviously important, is training and exercising. And mm-hmm. uh, it's important that we continue to engage our team and have training so they're prepared if we ever have an activation. But uh, the focus is on, obviously, planning, preparation, educating the community, uh, educating and training our teams across all of the agencies. We look to have, you know, deep benches. So if someone's going to have one or two people in any agency trained on their role in the 
EOC. We want to have a, a deep bench. Right. So certainly if someone's on vacation or if we have an extended operation, as you've seen mm-hmm. in some cases, we have enough people to cover the various right. operational shifts. But it's all about, obviously, as I already mentioned, prevention, planning, education, uh, mitigation, and certainly uh, the response, obviously, is important. Mm-hmm. But we're focusing now more, too, on recovery. Mm, uh, so right. after these, um, whatever it might be, a critical incident, severe weather, right. storms, heavy snows, we've we've experienced sometimes over the years true, true. that we really engage the community and have them prepared as well as the business community mm-hmm. uh, to help us recover right. and to be able to handle a few days without whatever might be power right. or water. Well, that personal responsibility is so important because Fairfax County, over 400 square miles, you know, uh, the county can't be everywhere at every minute of every day. So, you know, you may have to rely on yourself and your neighbors to look after each other for a few hours or a day or two until, you know, resources can be, you know, mustered up, if you will. And that's an important part of our messaging. So I appreciate you raising that again, uh, personal responsibility. I would also call out, um, it's been maybe highlighted here before, but if not, if people go to the the county's website where the emergency management offices mm-hmm. is listed and mm-hmm. it'll show a section for emergency plans mm-hmm. uh, recently in the last few months uh, the board has improved and adopted the new community emergency response guide and that'd be a great thing for those who have not yet looked at that uh, we have we have pushed it out I say we emergency management the office of emergency management has done a lot of work in pushing that out they've mm-hmm. worked with a lot of communities a lot of partners uh, to develop that. It was presented right. at the board's public safety committee meeting several times for feedback and revisions, and it's now been adopted. So I would hope that uh, lots of communities and individuals, neighborhoods, faith communities, you know, across the board, however we, however we define community, mm-hmm. uh, they can use that plan to help prepare. Right. Uh, there's templates in there right. they can use. So I would encourage everyone uh, to take a look at the uh, Community Emergency Response Guide, the right. CERG, we call it. Right. Yeah, just uh, if you can't remember anything else, just remember fairfaxcounty.gov and just do a search for CERG or Community Emergency Response Guide, and it uh, should pop right up for you. Um, let's talk about another one of your agencies, and I'm going to make an assumption here, and we're going to talk about police. <laughs> Is that one of your more favorite agencies because of your uh, – your history with police, being the police chief and working your way up through the ranks and that kind of thing? Well, I or, won't or, say... Or, or can you <laughs> not say that publicly? <laughs> yeah. Don't try and get me in trouble, Jim. Um, no, I'm not going to say my favorite because they're all my favorites, and I mean that seriously. But you have, I mean, a, obviously, you have a history. Obviously, I spent 32 years, yeah. for those who don't know, uh, 32 years in the Fairfax County Police Department. I began as an officer actually December 1st of 1980, uh, worked my way up through the ranks and uh, had some great assignments and was eventually named chief in uh, July of 2004 and served until October of 2012 uh, when this position was created. And I now have the, uh, uh, the pleasure to serve County Executive Brian Hill in this, in this role as Deputy County Executive. But all, you know, all of the agencies, and certainly I'm, I'm proud of my time with the police department, and mm-hmm. I'm very proud of the men and women who serve right. in the police department and do that mission that they... Uh, as a calling for so many of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very proud of all the agencies you mentioned before and the men and women who serve, whether it's police department, fire and rescue, right. public safety communications, which never gets enough credit. Um, I've just got to say that. I mean, they, they do a hard job, as you've seen sometimes down, because the EOC is in the same building. You mentioned the uh, Public Safety Transportation Operations mm-hmm. Center, mm-hmm. Uh, the PSTOC. 
um, and having the, the job they do um, and answering calls and pushing on information, you know, real time mm-hmm. updates and keeping uh, those first responders on the street mm-hmm. um, safe is, is very important. Right. And then certainly emergency management in the animal shelter, um, along with the sheriff's office I work with, um, all just uh, great agencies. Right. I'm, I'm proud of all of them. Right. Well, you mentioned 911. They, uh, their tagline is the first of the first responders because they're the, they, tr- they truly are. They're the ones that get the call first and yes. then they dispatch everybody out. Let's, let's talk police, though, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a long history, many, many years with police. What, what have you seen trends or changes kind of looking back on your career with police and then anything that you can see there and, and now kind of a, a more – higher atmosphere view of the police department, kind of things that you've noticed over the years? You know, I talk to um, the new employee orientations Mm -hmm. about every month when the county onboards Mm -hmm. new employees. And I have a chance to talk about some of this. And um, to me, it's interesting. And there's some things that have changed, but so much has not changed, which I think is great. And I'll talk about a few of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, I always talk about uh, when I began, uh, the population was half roughly half of what it is today. Wow. So we've more than doubled in yeah. the county. Uh-huh. Um, I talk about just one agency, like police department, has doubled in size since I began. Uh-huh. There were 700 officers, 702 officers when I began, huh. and we're pushing almost 1,400 or right around 1,400 right. officers now. Just wow. as one example, that's just one agency, which many have the same the same story. We could talk about how the county has changed geographically uh, with the growth, obviously, in the in the 80s and 90s, you know, West, Centerville, Chantilly. Um, so much change. You know, mm. Tyson's too. The Galleria wasn't there mm. uh, when I began. I talk about the area in Mosaic, how that's changed, an area that I worked in. Uh, there was a drive-in when I started, and then it was a multiplex, <laughs> and now it's the Mosaic. So an area has changed three times, you know, in yeah. my career. We could talk about every area of the county, how it's changed geographically. Right. The biggest change, though, I talk about uh, is just the demographically. Mm. Uh, when you When you look at the cultural changes, the demographic changes in Fairfax, which is great. Uh, it really is a strength, the diversity of Fairfax County. Uh, but you see particularly um, Latino or Hispanic, it was probably 1% or 2% the population when I began. Mm. I know it's now 17 or 18%. Uh, talking in broad strokes, uh, the Asian population was similarly, you know, 1% or 2% when I began, now 18 or 19%, mm. I believe, in the county. Look at the number of languages that are spoken, right. probably pushing 200 languages, you know, roughly a third of the county, foreign-born, roughly a third of the county, uh, speaking a language other than English at home. Wow. I mean, it really has been a lot of change. Um, and we talk about, you know, that a lot. Um, but And we've seen, obviously, agencies change and practices improve and new equipment that we could all talk about. But one thing I'll always go back to and point to is, um, and I mean this, is what has not changed is that we're a very safe community. Mm-hmm. And I always credit uh, not only the men and women who, who serve in public safety, but the, the support that we've always had in the community. And we've had the support of elected officials, obviously, the boards, uh, the county executive level, uh, the investments they've made to ensure that we have the resources to do our job. But the co-production of public safety begins with a, a caring and engaged community. And, and they have always, and I think back as an officer on the street, and I think back to my experience as chief, or if I think back anytime more recently in my current role when I still have a chance to go out and speak with the public, mm-hmm. with other agencies, 
uh, the amount of support and respect uh, that public safety has in Fairfax County, mm -hmm. as well as do with many other agencies, mm -hmm. you know, across the, across the county, uh, is what has made us uh, stay right. so great. A very simple question, and it's probably a very difficult answer. But 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 why is that, or how did that how did that occur? You know, I, I wish I could you know bottle some of that, but mm -hmm. I've got to think that it. You know, when I when I came on that. Uh, foundation was already there. Mm -hmm. um, again, I don't want to stick only with police, but you know, when I began, uh, Neighborhood Watch um, was was had just started in mm -hmm. 1979, mm -hmm. and that was just one of those tactics to engage the community. Right. Obviously, to combat crime, it was a lot of burglaries in those days, and so it was a way. To, but it was a way to also do neighborhood building, mm -hmm. and and people were engaged. And I just think that you know the elected officials here have always cared. Uh, we've always, though, had a community that, that wants to be involved. I mean, look at all the volunteers, you know. Right. I think it just kind of highlights that at every agency. But I can think, you know, from the fire department to the police department to the animal shelter, uh, how many volunteers that we have engaged. But so do so many other agencies. Look at the boards, authorities, and commissions that we have in Fairfax. Right. I mean, people do care. People want to be safe. Uh, people want to help each other. Mm. Uh, our role sometimes is just kind of organizing that and making sure they have opportunities gotcha. to right. do that in a, in, a, in a way that makes sense for us and that we can facilitate and protect mm. them also. Okay. But it really is. A, it's a great, and I, and I mean that again, it's just a great community that we serve, and I've been very proud of that. Right. We're here on the Connect with County Leaders podcast talking with Dave Rohr. He's the Deputy County Executive for Public Safety. Uh, we've talked to uh, police. We've talked to emergency management. We kind of touched a little bit about the 911 center. Let, let's talk about fire, fire and rescue. That's another one of your agencies. Uh, new new fire and rescue chief within the past, I don't know, what, well, six, eight six, months? Six, seven months, yeah, uh, September yeah, or so, yeah, beginning of September yeah. of 2018. Yeah, so some leadership change there. So, uh, But an awesome fire and rescue department. So I'll, I'll use your word, awesome. Yeah. Yes, they are. Um, they're just an incredible department, and uh, Chief Butler, I've really enjoyed uh, Chief John Butler, I believe has been on your podcast, mm -hmm. uh, but I really enjoy working with him. He's uh, he's down to earth, just a uh, you know, solid guy. You ask a question, and you get an answer, and mm -hmm. very responsive, but he's uh, very humble, it seems like. But mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Fairfax County Fire and Rescue, uh, they serve this community. They're out and about, obviously, in all the stations, plus they're all their specialties. Um, and they even they, they, they even cut grass. I, I saw, I, I, yeah, I saw that story the other day, just like you do, when they, somebody had a medical emergency yeah. in their yard, and uh, they responded to transport uh, him to I believe it was him to the hospital, right. and uh, the, the crew, those who didn't have to go to the hospital, ended up right. helping to cut the grass. Finish so, cutting the yard yeah, for him. That, yeah. it's a great. But you know that does highlight something I often talk about when I'm out and about. Certainly, public safety gets credit quite often, and rightly so, the men mm -hmm. and women who mm -hmm. serve uh, get credit for heroism, you know, going in and taking care of the right. business they have to take sure. care of, their dedication, their professionalism, their training. What they don't get credit for enough, in my opinion, is their compassion, hmm. their empathy, and their caring. Uh, they want to make a difference. And I think that's obvious in cases, you know, a small case like that. But it's, I've seen it in countless cases. And again, we have so many people across the county and in every agency right. that are the same. But I just don't think sometimes that public safety is quite given that, um, that, that lens of looking at mm -hmm. them and understanding that they are human uh, and they want to do the right thing. They came 
to this kind of role, whatever role they're serving in mm-hmm. public safety, uh, just like I did. They want right. to make a difference. Hmm. Um, and so they really are uh, very caring, very compassionate, very empathetic people. Right. Yeah, because when I'm running the other way, they're they're heading to the fire or to the right. the right. active shooter or yes. whatever the situation yes. is. So, yes. um, and a lot, I, you know, I, some I guess a lot of people think, well, you know, that that's what they signed up for, but you know, they are people too. Yes, they are. But again, I to 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 your point. I mean, I certainly we want people to be safe. I don't mean yeah, they yeah, are, absolutely. but they but they're also trained to respond to scenes. Right. They're also equipped to train. Uh, sorry, trained and equipped. <clears throat> to respond to those types of scenes. So they're doing, that's the right thing to do and for others to let them do their mm-hmm. their job. Yeah. So it's not a fact that anyone else is you know, afraid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not equipped, they're not trained in some cases, so public safety is. Yeah. So again, I, I give them all the credit in the world yeah. for what they do um, every day in whatever role they're in. Emergency management, fire and right. rescue, police, going into harm's way, doing what, what they have to do. But I always just want to go back and just give credit for, as I mentioned, some of the traits that aren't always called out. Well, and I think that's part of what I was trying to get at is you think of the the public safety personnel as, you know, tough, you know, you know that kind of thing. And, and maybe the job not getting to them or having feelings or, or those kind of things, you know, not thinking about the human side of it. So, yeah, I can see how that's an off-forgotten off kind of aspect of it. And that can be overlooked. And I uh, now that you mentioned that, and I don't want to, you know, belabor this, but certainly, you know, there's a real focus now, and it's been evolving, use that <coughs> word again, over the last number of years to make sure that we're protecting the mm-hmm. welfare mm-hmm. of the men and women who are out there. Um, again, in some of the agencies that just, and including public safety communications, who gets that first call, uh, might hear, you know, a story or have a call about some tragic incident. Right. Um, but then police and or fire or others who have to go on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes just that scene can be traumatic, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a cumulative effect mm-hmm. over a number of years. But we're, we're really trying to focus now right. uh, on the welfare of all of our first responders or the first of the first responders, mm-hmm. uh, just the stress of this job. And again, the, the caveat is this not, they're not the only professions Social workers, doctors, and many others have sure, similar sure, stresses. But, you know, sometimes we can forget, though, that those who are going on these scenes, that there is an effect on them. And so we're doing a lot of work today to really try and help focus on mm-hmm. how we can best care for them right. and their families so they have a long and rewarding career. Right. Uh, let's talk warm and fuzzies or, or even more warm and fuzzies. Let's talk animals. Everybody <laughs> loves animals. Animal shelter. That's got to be one of the one of the. <clears throat> More fun agencies for you? I don't know. (laughs) It's a great, another one of the great agencies. And uh, it was at one time, it was independent. Then it came under the police department. And now the shelter is, again, independent. Talk about uh, evolving. Yeah, back back in in my portfolio. Uh, Just a great team. Um, Again, they don't get enough credit for the work they do. That's that's a hard job sometimes, too, Hmm. uh, when the animals they take in. And they work so hard. Uh, to protect the welfare of those animals, uh, balance everything with public safety, protecting the community. But they work really hard to assess animals and to find that forever home for them, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be through you know, an adoption or through foster homes or through rescues. Uh, they are truly a, a caring group from caretakers you know, up through all those at the front desk and who work at the, the management level. Right. Uh, they are really a caring bunch. It really does reflect a community value. We mm-hmm. want to have a high live release rate. Mm-hmm. And, and they work very hard to, to achieve that 
again, uh, maintaining public safety and not releasing perhaps an animal that might be a threat to others. But right. they, they work really hard to assess animals and to uh, have them released appropriately. Mm -hmm. um, just a few more minutes left here on our conversation with uh, Deputy County Executive Dave Rohr. He's a Deputy County Exec for Public Safety Agencies. Uh, uh, Office of Sheriff, that's kind of one that we don't often here, it seems like we talk a lot about fire. We talk a lot about police, maybe. Sheriff just kind of doesn't get a lot of talk sometimes, but very important uh, services that they provide. Oh, and they're, they're a great partner for us as well. And certainly, as you know, their primary responsibility is uh, they have the court security and they do uh, uh, serving a civil process. But um, whenever they're needed to do other things, so they're, they're, they're part of uh, the public safety fabric, and they've been used in, in many instances to come out. They have officers, deputies, I'm sorry, deputies that, that work on the road. Uh, they've helped in civil disturbances. They've helped us in critical events. They've responded along with some of the, the weather events to provide additional resources. They're just part of that fabric of public safety, and Sheriff Kincaid and her team are just, uh, again, great partners. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, uh, or I mentioned in the uh, kind of the intro that uh, also that um, kind of liaison relationship, if you will, with some of the other agencies like uh, health department, uh, even agencies that you don't think about when there's an emergency or crisis. I think you mentioned like Department of Public Works and Environmental Services for, mm -hmm. for flooding or debris management. Um, how does that work when there are agencies that maybe report to another deputy county executive uh, that your agencies are kind of working with, kind of talk a little bit about how the county government kind of works. <laughs> I know that could be a whole other podcast. Tell me, Jim, I was hoping you would <laughs> give me some insights. No, but uh, that can happen in several ways. Let's go back. We talk about emergency management. If we have a critical incident or mm -hmm. a crisis and we're operating under the emergency operations plan for the county, the county EOP, mm -hmm. that's what we refer to it at times then every agency has assigned roles. Hmm. So then OEM or others will make assignments based on what the need is. So let's say we need to open a shelter. Well, then that falls under then like neighborhood and community services and Department of Family Services as primary, you know, um, operators for mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So it'll be assigned. So sometimes it's simply assigning what roles have already been assigned in the planning process. I think it's important to note, though, too, that the collaboration happens on a daily basis for other initiatives. Mm. Um, you may have spoken here before about initiatives like Diversion First, um, alternative accountability programs, other diversion programs, opioid uh, that we're working on, opioid prevention programs mm -hmm. we're working on in the county right now. I work very closely in, with uh, my, my peers, particularly in, in many cases, uh, Tisha Deegan, Deputy County Executive for Health and Human Services. Uh, before that, I worked very closely with her predecessor, uh, Pat Harrison. But we really believe, um, along with uh, Mr. Hill, the county executive, Brian Hill, that there, you know, we have an overarching mission, that our, 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 our role is to provide in the best way that we can uh, the safety and the welfare of the community. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that might be through you know, public safety actions, uh, whether it's prevention or response and uh, as a last resort enforcement. But better is if we can do education, intervention, mitigation, and diversion programs uh, for so many things and not have enforcement actions. Mm. We want to have the most appropriate service uh, for anyone in crisis or need, whether it's mental health, um, an addiction, substance abuse. Right. And it, I just, you know, I just have to say again that there is, I want people listening to know that there is strong collaboration 
in public safety. I wish I could say that was in every jurisdiction in the country, but I can't. It's in many places. You know, we're not the only ones, but there is real teamwork in Fairfax County in public mm-hmm. safety. There is real teamwork and collaboration at every level across discipline, across agencies to include public safety with uh, health and human services agencies, uh, working with uh, now Rachel Flynn, the new deputy county mm-hmm. executive, uh, agencies, you know, code compliance and many others. There is there's so much synergy in Fairfax that you know we can't no one agency can do everything by mm-hmm. themselves. And other agencies often have more expertise or the right resources. You know, I believe I'm dating myself, but I'm a strong advocate of what was called community policing. Mm-hmm. And the core of that was was three Ps. It was prevention, partnership, and problem solving. Mm-hmm. And those are, I think, the same strategies that we're continuing right. Could to, be to, to work anything, with yeah. and adopt across all county agencies. Right. So, as you know, I mean, um, Mr. Hill has spoken about this, and we all agree it's one Fairfax. So we want to make sure that we have equitable services, equitable opportunities for all in Fairfax mm-hmm. to live, work, thrive, you know, and have all the opportunities they can and right. continue to be a just a safe community, which is my primary focus right. uh, to keep us safe. But we're all focused, I think, on the same thing. And it's, right. it's just a great team. Okay. About a minute or so left. Last question, unless I think of another one. I changed my mind. Um, police chief, which is, a, you know, I don't want to belittle it, but, you know, you were the uh, director of an agency, essentially, an agency director. Now you're deputy county executive since 2012, I think you said. What was different? What have you learned as deputy county executive? And third part of that question, if you will, kind of what do you see down the road? Well, I I think I've learned a lot, although I came in, I think, too, with my eyes open. The former uh, county executive, uh, Mr. Ed Long, had uh, created this position, and I had the opportunity to to serve in it. Um, So in some ways, you know, half in jest again, other than uh, a number of years ago, another former police chief um, had had a position like this. Uh, but now, now that I had it, it had not been here for a long time. So I got kind of create, you know, what I, what I felt was right. I will say that very purposefully, um, I had to be careful not to revert back into, as many of us can do fairly easily, you know, I'm not the police chief anymore. Right. So I had to let the new police chief <laughs> do their job. Right. But I also had to show, and we kind of teased earlier, um, you know, I'm not favoring any one agency. I had to make sure that I get out and see and meet the other agencies, you know, fire and rescue, emergency management, sheriff's office, you know, the animal shelter and public safety communications. I have to be seen that I'm treating them all fairly and equitably as well. But mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I have to trust my, I do. I trust my team. Uh, so I have to just make sure I kind of stay out of the way when I need to. But at times, you know, step in and help them, help guide them. Um, give them the resources and the advocacy they need. Right. But um, so it was. It wasn't so much a learning curve as just more self recognition and reminders to myself as I stepped out of the police chief role, mm-hmm. uh, not to revert back to an agency head level. Let them, let them grow, let them develop, right. and let them do what they think they want to do, as long as it's legal, ethical, <laughs> or moral. Right. And that's all good, and right. they do that. Um, to let them focus on on their priorities, right. but it, it really is a great thing, and I look forward to continuing to serve. You know, Mr. Hill, the board, uh, and this entire community, which right. I, I care so much about. Right. 
Well, you mentioned uh, Mr. Hill, the county executive. He's with us every other month on the Connect with County Leaders. You mentioned the fire chief. Uh, we've had him on a couple of months ago. Uh, Deputy County Executive Rachel Flynn, I think, was a month before this current one. So if anybody uh, is just now catching this podcast and would like to go back and listen to some of those back issues or back episodes, go to soundcloud.com slash County. That's soundcloud.com slash Fairfax County, and you can uh, click on the Connect with County Leaders playlist and hear those. Dave, last 15, 20 seconds, final thought, give you the final word, what you want to kind of close out on, your your final thought, what you'd like our listeners to, to know or remember about this. Well, certainly as we head into the summer months, I want everybody to be safe. That's always the primary thing. Um, but certainly I want to go back to and just say thank you again uh, to the men and women who serve in public safety. I'm proud of them. I appreciate, as I know the entire community does, the role they play and the sacrifices they make. And then finally, just again, to shout out and to thank the community Mm -hmm. uh, for their engagement. Um, We have continuing work to do to make sure that we reach out to our entire community and build trust. But um, at the end of the day, we serve all and all deserve equitable services and opportunities. And I just want to say thank you again to them for the support the engagement and the caring right. they've given us uh, for so many years. Right. They make us a safe community. Okay. Dave Rohr, Deputy County Executive for Public Safety with us. Again, remind you, uh, next month's uh, uh, episode of Connect with County Leaders uh, will bring back uh, Fairfax County Executive Brian Hill. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. This has been the Connect with County Leaders podcast. To listen to other great Fairfax County podcasts, visit fairfaxcounty.gov podcasts. And for additional audio content, tune into Fairfax County Government Radio at fairfaxcounty.gov radio. For more Fairfax County news and event information, visit News Center online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. You also may call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m or email publicaffairs at fairfaxcounty.gov. The Connect with County Leaders podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.